Drive Time Radio with New York Vinny. And a very good Saturday morning to you. It is Drive Time Radio. I am your congenial host, New York Mini, hanging out with you every Saturday morning at 8 o'clock. If the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise, we get this little band together and play you an automotive song for the next um, hour or so, just a little under an hour. Along with me for the ride is uh, our producer, Nathan, who is um, uh, the, uh, the backbone of the show. Uh, I've decided that maybe we're going to start calling you Boney or Backbone or something like that. Nathan, do you have a nickname? (laughs) I mean, I was known to be pretty bony growing up. Uh, Not much meat on myself, so skin and bones. So, 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 Bones Miller is our producer, huh? Bones, Bones, or stilts, or something like that. I'll take I like, them I all. Like bones, I like, I like Bones, man. Maybe we'll, maybe we'll. Although you know, Nathan's kind of a cool name too. I mean, I, it's, you don't run into. It's like Vinny. You don't run into a lot of Vinnies. Oh uh, uh, well, Nathan said uh, you could be surprised. It was a popular name among my generation. Is it really okay? It I, is. I, you know, I, I, uh, in fact, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> Vinny wasn't the popular name among my generation, unless you lived in an Italian neighborhood. Then there was a lot of <laughs> Vincent or Vinny, uh, and uh, some Irish neighborhoods. There was a lot of Irish people named Vincent, but past that, you know, I was I was the only Vinny in my school. I think I think there was another guy that was a Vincent, mm-hmm. but he don't call me Vinny. I'm Any not a Vincenzos? Vinny. Uh no. Uh, well, there was a guy that I went to school with later on named Enzo. Okay. Uh, and Enzo is Italian for Vinny, mm-hmm. you know, because Vincenzo. So I don't know if you could take one from the other, but anyway. Uh, but uh, yes, he is Bones, our producer, Nathan Bones. <laughs> I don't know. I'm gonna have to get used to that one. Yeah, maybe I'll just stick with Nathan. I don't. I don't know Nathan. What do What do I know? But you know, we're doing we're doing a radio show here, not brain surgery. But I've got an interesting show for you today. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about something that uh, people don't want to talk about, but yet it is something that is well, something we all have to face. Not all of us. I mean, some people have enough coin, but there is. Um, uh, we're going to talk about the auto loan crisis and what is going on. Uh, there are so many repossessions out there right now that need to be done that they can't find enough people with tow trucks to tow away the cars that the credit companies need to be towed away, need to be repossessed. Can you believe that? Now, I don't know if that's a – I'm not enough of a financial wizard to know – if that's uh, a harbinger of things to come, if that's a sign of what's coming down the road. But people are finding it increasingly hard to pay for groceries, to pay for rent, to pay for, and then pay for a new car, which they may have bought um, during the pandemic when cars were scarcer and interest rates were higher. They paid more than the car was worth. I mean, how many people went out and bought a car that was a $40,000 car, let's say, okay? Uh, And then they paid because of the scarcity of the car, because of the pandemic, because of this or that. They paid five, six, seven thousand dollars $7,000 over the MSRP of the vehicle. Then on top of that, uh, they paid for items, and this is why we always tell you, don't buy these items, but they paid for extended warranties. They paid for ceramic coating. They paid for X, Y, and Z. Uh, you know, different things that the dealers put you through hydrogen uh, in the tires and, and, and all the kind of stuff that when you get in that little hot room, you have to, um, you know, you have to contend with being able to say no. You have to draw on your strength. Uh, but what winds up being the problem is that you folded all of that into your auto loan. So now you paid $50,000 for this $40,000 car, and you got a payment of maybe $700 a month, which is ridiculous right off the bat. 
and you're having trouble making the payment. You add to that the insurance and everything else, and all of a sudden you're, uh, you know, a thousand, twelve hundred bucks a month into this car, and you wind up looking around and saying, "Wait a second, uh, this isn't what I signed up for." When I went down to the dealership, it said two ninety five a month, or one ninety five a month, or all of the things that. Um, all of the things that happen around these types of, of transactions. So you really have to, um, I mean, you really have to deal with this because now a year, year two years out from the pandemic, uh, from the time you bought the car, all of a sudden your payment is up and, and your ability to pay it is down, even though we're starting to see signs of, you know, recovery and, and so on and so forth. Uh, maybe the biggest sign that we've seen that things are getting better is the UAW contracts that were agreed to this past week with um, you uh, with the GM, Ford, and Stellantis. Record-breaking increases in wages for auto workers, and it's also now caused other auto workers uh, other auto manufacturers, I should say, other OEMs to go out and now start to pay more money to their workers because they don't want to lose them to the big three. And once the workers at Toyota and Kia and Hyundai and Volkswagen, the workers that are in these right-to-work states in the South, start to see the kind of money that you're getting by being in the union, it's only a matter of time before those, uh, at the very least, those manufacturers raise the wages off of record profits, or they, um, you know, they, they wind up turning around and saying, we can't compete, we can't build our cars, we're going to go build them somewhere else. But I think that more than likely, uh, with what it costs to pick up a factory and move it, many of uh, people that are auto workers are going to wind up getting raises. And I think that's going to hopefully bump the economy up. Again, I don't profess to be an economist, so but I, I know what I read and what I see. But getting back to what we were talking about here, the auto loan uh, delinquencies and people on these different, uh, that, that, that took these auto loans out, just being able to say, I can't pay it anymore. I mean, you're now getting people that that are looking at at after 30 days not being able to make a car payment, after 60 days not being able to make their car payment. What payment? While borrowers are behind on their payments by more than 60 days, right now represent a tiny portion of outstanding auto loans, 1.84 percent. The ranks are growing. It was higher in December, according to Cox Automotive, than it was in uh, the month before, in November, a year ago. It's And it's not just that you get your car repossessed and all of a sudden you're finding yourself on Metro, but it absolutely screws up your credit rating as well. And here's the problem with many of these loans. They are what they call subprime loans. They are made to people who don't have the best credit scores. You have these subprime lenders that are out there, and they take people who have lower credit scores, you know, probably in the, in the five and six hundreds, somewhere in there, and they go ahead and they give them a loan. But they charge more. The interest is more. You wind up paying for a $40,000 car we were talking about, some cases you might wind up paying up to seventy thousand dollars, sixty thousand um, dollars. It's all a product of these squeezed numbers and budgets because of everything going up. I mean, you go to the supermarket and forget about it. If you're not you're not shopping at Winco, you're uh, you know you're scratching your head over the over the prices of some stuff. It's really uh, insane. Monthly payments in the fourth quarter of last year averaged $717 compared with $659 a year earlier. That, according to Edmonds. Um, 
15 15.7% of buyers taking on payments of $1,000 or more a month. Now, I don't know about you, but I would have an extremely tough time making a car payment of over $1,000. I mean, my, my budget just doesn't allow for that. So, uh, you know, it's all well and good when we drive these cars and tell you about them, but to go in, especially, again, if you do not have stellar credit, it can be really tough on you, but you need a car. If you're going to work, you, 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 your work is a tradesman, you have to have a pickup truck, and there's no relief in the used car market because those prices are jacked up. Because the big companies that, that are buying used cars, uh, Carvana and uh, CarMax and, and some of these different companies, the big companies have jacked the price up on these cars because they're in a competition to buy every car. So now you see people paying, you know, 500 bucks over what the car might be worth, Blue Book, because they want to have the product to sell people. And what happens? Somebody pays for it at the end, and it's you and me and everybody else. So if you find yourself in this predicament, if you find yourself in a situation where you're looking at how do I pay this? What do I do? I'm coming up on uh, 30 days after the loan was due, and that's the mark uh, where they'll call the credit bureau and report me. What do I do? The number one thing is call your credit entity. Call a bank. Call a loan company. Call whoever gave you that um, that loan and talk to them and try to work something out. You're not alone. You're not the only one that this is happening to. It is happening to many people. Like I said at the beginning of the show, they can't find enough tow trucks to go out and repossess cars that are delinquent. They want to keep you in that car because cars at at auctions right now, um, especially repossessed cars, are the one area that is soft in the auto auction business. So what you need to do is you need to pick up the phone or send an email to the customer service or whoever you deal with and say, I'm behind the eight ball. How can I work this out? And most of the time, they don't want your car. They don't because they're not going to get back out of that car car if they sell at auction what they gave you. So their most, um, the best way to get out of your situation is to find a deal that works for you, whether that be refinancing, whether that be some kind of move the payment to the end of the law, something that you can handle, that you would be able to, um, you know, work out to both of your satisfaction so that you get to keep your car. They get to keep you as a customer, your credit limit, your credit score doesn't take a hit and everybody tries to live happily ever after. And you chalk it up as a learning experience instead of a disaster. But if you're one of those people, and there are many of them out there who become afraid to call the credit company who become afraid or become embarrassed. It's not a it's 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 not an easy thing to all of a sudden realize that you don't have enough money to pay your bills. It's a horrible feeling. It's one of the worst feelings a person can have. And whether you got into the trouble because you your eyes were bigger than your wallet, you bought something that wasn't within your budget, but, you know, you got kind of talked into it or you were trying to show off, you're trying to be fancy when you bought it, you bought, uh, you know, the Cadillac instead of the Buick, Uh, all that kind of stuff. It happens to people. 
So the best thing you can do is, again, talk to your credit company. Try to work something out with them. Chances are that you'll be able to do something. Um, if Again, if, if you get to that point, uh, listen, we're, we're, it's a, a no-brainer. You are going to pay for your food before you pay for your car. You're going to pay your rent before you pay your car. It's just, um, you know, the, the, the idea is to stop the problem from getting bigger. I, again, I beg of you, if you have this problem, don't do nothing. It's not going to go away. The letters are going to keep coming. The phone calls are going to keep coming. Don't let it do that. Um, you know, you can always look at your expenses. You can always um, do things uh, that, you know, you go get a, a part-time gig. Maybe to make your payment, you got to go out a few nights a week and work uh, Uber Eats or one of those, uh, you know, um, what do you call it? Uh, uh, you know, one of those gig economy jobs where you go out and, and you know, work with your car a little bit and, you know, make the money to make the payment. Um, the one thing that people will tell you, and this comes straight from a, a, an officer of the uh, Navy Federal Credit Union in an article by MSNBC, the sooner you bank, your bank or credit union is made aware of the problem, the easier it is to come up with possible solutions. Uh, deferments, new loans, all different kinds of tricks that these people have up their sleeve to try to get you uh, out of the situation. Uh, and a lot of times selling the car is not an answer there because you've bought that car uh, and you're so underwater on the loan that going to the, the dealer and trading that car in on maybe a, a late model used car is not going to be the answer because you're going to be so underwater on that loan. <clears throat> Thousands of dollars it could be. But, and at, at the very worst, talk to somebody you know who knows about finances, whether it be a sister, whether it be uh, your father, whether it be somebody in your family or a financial advisor but don't let it just sit there because two things are going to happen. Number one, your credit score is going to take a hit and it'll take you seven years to get that fixed. And number two, um, they're going to come and get the car. They'll eventually find a tow truck or a repossessor to come out and get the car. And then you'll be on your feet and without a car, at least if you go the way of informing them and so on and so forth, it gives you Maybe a 50% chance of keeping the car. Maybe a 50% chance of not having that hit on your credit report. Maybe a 50% chance of uh, not being in that situation where you, um, you, know, you ruin your life. And I'm going to tell you, because I'm a guy that's experienced it, uh, having your life, uh, your credit score, go down, uh, dipping out to those low numbers on the credit scores is devastating. There's so many things in life that you can't do. And nowadays, it's even worse. You know, when I was coming up, there was different things you could do to get around it. You could pay cash. How many places do you go? You can't even pay cash. You got to give them a card of some kind. So it's something to think about. Uh, I, I wanted to touch on the subject this morning because I just have been reading and reading and reading so much about people who are losing their cars. The, the average negative equity on a new car these days, $5,341. That's what, what the average negative equity on a subprime subprime loan is right now. So that's what you're dealing with. 
and I wish you good luck. I wish you uh, all the luck in the world that you are able to uh, deal with a situation like this. As I said, I'm a guy that's been there. I know what that is, and it's not fun. But take advice from a guy who's been there. It is something that is better dealt with, better that you take the the embarrassment that you're going to feel by having to deal with it than – you know, a repo guy catch up with you outside your kid's school uh, when you're, um, you know, when you're picking up your kid at school and taking the car right out from under you. And there are people who will do that. Some of these auto repossessors are, are nasty. Listen, they get paid by the car that they bring back. So, uh, you know, that your, your pleas of just let me get my kids home are going to fall on deaf ears. Most of the time, you're not going to get somebody that's going to help you out. Their main objective is to hook the car up and get it back to the to the lot so they can get it back to the bank. All right, uh, not happy news to start off, but something that we have to um, we have to talk about. Something that that is out there and is news in the automotive world, and you really have to. Um, I don't know. You really have to pay attention to it these days uh, because there's limited. You know, again, when you go into the store and you're paying $5 for a bar of cream cheese, uh, you, you got to watch your pennies. So that's uh, that's what's going on there. A, a, an announcement. We will be live at the Seattle Auto Show, the Seattle International Auto Show, third year in a row that we will be there. Um, I think that is the eighth. If I'm not mistaken, I you know I I should have pulled it up in front of me when I. Uh, it's the 18th. It is the 18th. Yes, Saturday the 18th. We'll, we we will be live at the Seattle Auto Show, uh, and uh, thank uh, the uh, Dealers Association and uh, all of the people there for having us back. We'll do the show live from there. I'll hang around after the show. So if you want to come by and say hello, we have questions. Uh, Tom Volk is going to be there. Uh, also, uh, to uh, to answer car questions, and it'll be um, it, it should be a good show this year. Uh, I understand that there's a lot of participation from the dealers, and if you're thinking about an electric or an alternative fuels car, this is a great place to go and compare them next to each other side by side. You can drive the electrics inside; they let you take it for a ride and uh, see exactly what is going on. With uh, if you are in the market for a new car, um, the Avance people are going to be there, and from what I've seen from their social media, they are doing a a, a pretty cool. You know, Avance is this kind of high end car organization that's here in the uh, uh, Seattle area, and I believe that they are doing a, a retro trailer park or something along those lines. So that's going to be really cool. It'd be something, a little something for everybody. At the uh, Seattle International Auto Show, we'll have tickets to give away, I believe, next week and uh, on the 18th. So stay tuned for that. We will be um, we will be doing that both on the air and on our social media cha- uh, channel. So that's something that uh, you should definitely be aware of. Uh, our good friends over at Auto Week came up with uh, the cars with the coolest interiors, top. 25 cars with the coolest interiors. And as I have touted many times to you and to many, uh, a couple of the cars on this list are actually under $50,000. At number 20 is the 2024 Kia Telluride, a spectacular interior. Uh, in this car with textures and touch and uh, widescreen and great materials. And um, listen, for under 40 grand, you can have a great interior, uh, 300 horsepower, and uh, feel comfortable inside uh, that vehicle. Uh, What else comes in in that under uh, $50,000 range? Some really beautiful cars. I mean, the interior in the BMW 7 Series, which we've talked about, is off the chart. Acura and Honda 
have a great place. The Acura Integra, which uh, shares a lot with the Honda Civic, 32695 bucks, and it's a stunning interior. Uh, the uh, example I'm looking at here is uh, black and white. We're going to drive the uh, Integra. I just got a schedule uh, within the next month or so. So I will be um, extremely excited to drive that. One of my favorites is the Genesis. The GV70, uh, $46,095 is the uh, the price on that car. And it's, it's for a luxury crossover. It gives you things that um, are just off the charts. It's just a, a beautifully designed uh, interior. Now, this one doesn't have the orb, but if you go up to the 90, I think you get the orb. And I'm telling you, you want the orb. The orb is the is special. Uh, the Ionique 5 in electrics is a great interior, 42900 bucks. Um, I know you're not going to go out and buy one, but maybe you will. Who knows? The Mercedes Maybach GLX 600. Uh, the rear seat in that vehicle, the double uh, bucket individual reclining rear seats in that car are off the charts. Comfortable. I've sat in them. Uh, really spectacular. Uh, what else is on here that's uh, attainable? I'm looking at cars, not not hundred thousand dollar cars. I'm looking at cars that are, you know, fifty thousand dollars and less. Lexus is in there, but that's a hundred thousand. I will give a good mention to the Bentley Continental GT. I got a chance to drive that at Mudfest, and also uh, give you a little preview of what that interior looked like. And man, you're sitting on top of the world when you sit in the Continental uh, GT. That's an interior unlike just about anything else uh, that's out there. The um, uh, There's another one on here. Yes, the number one interior, according to Auto Week, is uh, the Honda Civic. And we talked about this uh, with the people from Honda. We talked about this. The interior in this car is uh, nothing short of spectacular. I love the uh, the grill work that's across the dashboard. I love the feel of the materials, the seats. It's perfectly laid out uh, for the driver and the passenger. Uh, it is um, it, 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 the feel of it is unbelievable. The way the shifter is positioned. Uh, in the manual transmission cars is gorgeous as well. And uh, the Civic Type R, uh, again, uh, comes in at number one on the interiors with this $44,890. And I will tell you that uh, this interior, along with the rest of the car, is worth every penny. If you want to read further, cars with the coolest interior is on the Auto Week website, autoweek.com. They do a nice job of uh, looking at uh, the automotive world. And uh, to you and to I, many people who are in the know about cars, sometimes the interior can be more exciting than the exterior of a car. The exterior of a car is going to get you looks from people. You got to live in the interior of a car. That's where you live. Uh, in the long hours that you spend in your car. All right, um, let's see. We also are going to pay a little bit of a tribute to the Lincoln Highway coming up. It celebrated 110 years. Everybody's familiar with Route 66, but the Lincoln Highway is a highway that you should know about as well. I'll tell you a little story about the Lincoln Highway when we come back. We'll also hear from Nathan. It's Drive Time Radio. I'm New York Video right here on 1150 KKNW. Out of the Ford Pavilion, there's a daydream corner called Mustang. This is the car that dreams are made of. So dream your own Mustang. Take your choice of a six or three V8s. Power steering, power brakes, automatic or standard transmission. 
dozens of options. But as standard equipment, you get bucket seats, wall-to-wall carpeting, all vinyl upholstery, padded instrument panel, and full wheel covers. Even though Mustang is a dream, its low price is a beautiful reality. Test drive one right now at your Ford dealers in Pleasant Dreams. Miss a show on KKNW? Check out 1150kknw.com for podcasts of many of our programs. That's 1150kknw.com. Back with your Drive Time Radio, New York Mini, hanging out with you Saturday morning. It's rainy out there, uh, but uh, we are uh, warm and cozy here inside the studios of Esperance Media in uh, the beautiful city of Edmonds, Washington. That's where we do our show from every week uh, here at uh, just a, a great little spot in the world, Edmonds. Um, it's getting close to the holidays. You know that. I don't have to tell you that. Halloween is in the rearview mirror, and now everybody's looking at uh, Thanksgiving coming up, <clears throat> Veterans Day uh, coming up as well. And please, uh, uh, with Veterans Day coming up, remember to thank a veteran uh, for their service. Thank somebody who... Um, who gave of themselves to uh, keep this country, uh, even as wacky as it is sometimes, to keep this company going, uh, this country going, I should say. Um, anyway, if you are in the market for Christmas presents for your business, uh, for your firm, something unique, uh, you need T-shirts for your Christmas party, any kind of uh, uh, you know business uh, giveaways or, or something like that, that you uh, that you need. There's only one guy you should be calling for this stuff. You know, I know you can you see the ads on TV all the time for this print and that print and this print and that print, but they don't give you personal service. You go on a computer, you type it out, you can't feel, you can't, you know, you know. Call my friend George Jackson. He does uh, um, all of these different kinds of business implements, things that will get you noticed, whether it's T-shirts, keychains, uh, computer drives, all the stuff that people give away around the holidays, either to their employees or just out to great customers or just put them you know, right out there. And his uh, stuff is top-notch. All of the stuff that he sells is quality stuff. Uh, anything that you get from him is guaranteed. And uh, he's a great guy to do business with. He's a great guy to deal with. He supported this show from the start, and uh, we like to support him. So if you are if you own a business and you are um, in the uh, in the market for some kind of tchotchke to give away for the holidays or to your favorite customers, uh, you know uh, maybe you're giving away bottles of wine and you need specially imprinted wine bottles or something like that. Whatever it is. George Jackson can take care of it. He's a good guy. He's a kind of he's the easiest guy that you uh, will ever do business with. I guarantee that. And uh, you can catch up with him on Facebook at uh, George Jackson Promotions uh, or online at GJ Promo and uh, tell him New York Vinny sent you. And uh, you know we got to help the people that help us, right? Uh, this show doesn't uh, doesn't last on the air without George and and other people's participation in it. So. Um, uh, you know, uh, as I always uh, say, take care of the people and help take care of you. Right? Right. All right. George. In fact, I got to call him. We got to get a little something uh, for uh, for our uh, clients at Christmas time. You know, I always like to give something something away. Uh, Santa Vinny is what I like to uh, to, to uh, call it. Uh, all right. Let's uh, let's bring Bones in here. Ah, I like Nathan better. Hey, Nathan. Hey, Vinny. Yeah, you know what? Uh, the Bones thing was a fleeting moment. It was worth a try. Yeah, it just, yeah, it doesn't. Doesn't hurt to see what works and what doesn't. Maybe every 10 times we'll call you Bones or something like that. We could always go with the old school tall guy, too. That's how yeah, I, see, I, that's kind of yeah, where I'm known everywhere, though, is the tall guy. The tall guy? Well, have you ever delved into why that is, Nathan? No. No, I mean, I'm pretty short, so it doesn't really make any you're sense. You're, you're, you're large. I like walking around with you because you look like somebody who could rip somebody apart. Like, yeah, I just know. know that people always look up to me. Well, that's a good thing. It's good when people uh, in life 
uh, will look up to you. Uh, all right, you got a question you want to ask me? Yes, I do, Vinny. Yo, Vinny, what are you driving this week? Oh, Nathan, I thought you'd never ask. I am driving uh, this week a uh, very, very impressive car. As a matter of fact, it's so impressive, it's named the Impreza, uh, the Subaru Impreza RS. This is a new model uh, for this year. What they did is they they took the uh, more powerful engine out of the Crosstrek and they stuck it into the Impreza, uh, which gives, uh, you know, it's it, it pumps it up to, I think that's, uh, I think the RS gives you 182 horsepower. It is uh, a, um, uh, with a CVT transmission, but I, I got to be honest with you, this CVT is um, a little different from some of the others I've driven. Uh, they call it a Linartronic, and it's really, uh, it feels, it's set up to feel more like a regular transmission, uh, which I like because I miss the shift points. The only the only knock against this car, uh, really, it's, it's redesigned for 2024. The only knock against this car, really, is that it doesn't come with a stick shift. And this car would be a killer car with a stick shift. It just, uh, you know, again, I know that the stick shifts are going away and the automatics and this and that, but uh, this is a car that deserved a six-speed manual and didn't get it, and I think that's a mistake by Subaru. Maybe they will uh, come out with something uh, with a stick shift at some point. They uh, put in the, the electronic power steering rack from the WRX, and it really gives you um, – Good response, good road feel. Uh, if you're taking it through the curves, as I happened to do yesterday, uh, it really grips the road and it sends the car where you point. Very simple, uh, you know, which is what you want it to do. It's uh, just a really sharp looking. And again, you know, it's hard on the Subarus because they all kind of look alike but this one they've done some stuff with the grill the interior is comfortable it rides down low so it's not a project getting in and out of the thing i mean it really uh is uh, a car that uh, you can enjoy driving I, mean, I enjoy it so much i put a couple of hundred miles in a couple of days on it just because it, it just feels uh like it's fun to drive it gives you the roof rack it gives you points that you can Mount stuff on the roof rack. Uh, lots of different uh, USB ports in there, uh, A and Cs. Uh, and it also gives you something that you don't see too much in cars anymore, that little 3.5-millimeter plug as well. So you can, st I guess, stick your, uh, you know, uh, if you're bringing, I, I don't know what you would, uh, you know, for me it would be my little um, digital recorder. You know, I mean, that's... Uh, and I can listen to it in the car sometimes, not that easy to do. But the, uh, as I said, the 18 inch black wheels, it's a beautiful blue color. And the uh, SI drive uh, performance management system really put a little extra oomph into this thing. I drove it through uh, Dick's last night just to see, you know, if the kids, it's, it's my task. You don't want to see what the kids thought about this thing. And, um, they kind of liked it. I mean, I got a, little, a couple of looks. It wears those uh, RS badges on the side. Um, All-wheel drive, of course. I don't know if I mentioned that, but uh, I wanted to. Uh, this particular vehicle that I'm driving is a 10-way power driver seat is an option. The Harman Kardon 10-speaker uh, sound system with the uh, amplifier is in there. And the power moonroof. Those options add $2,000 to the base price of 27,885 when you add the destination and delivery price onto it 31,045 dollars is uh, the total uh, price sticker price for this car uh, black cloth red cloth bolters in the interior nice carpeted floor mats this car looks like it's more money uh, than you're going to spend on it and as I say, all of the safety features are there. The Subaru is a very, very safe uh, car to drive. And uh, this car with smaller headlights, a bigger grille, and a more athletic stance uh, 
Subaru has done themselves well. So if you are one of those people in the market for that in that compact hatchback category, I think uh, you'd be uh, well to look at the Subaru. You do yourself well to look at the Subaru Impreza. Uh, RS, it's a step up in their hierarchy from uh, the base model, but below the top model. And again, I just thought that this was uh, an excellent value for the money. And uh, by the way, the mileage figures 26 City 33 Highway on this thing. And again, a car that that I think you will enjoy driving. Okay, we want to uh, pay tribute this morning. Uh, The Lincoln Highway, 110 years old on Halloween. This is, you know, everybody talks about Route 66 going across the country back and forth. And how you take Route 66. But before that was Route 66, there was the Lincoln Highway, uh, which is 40 in some places, 50 in others. But it was the first transcontinental road that was built in this country from Times Square in New York City to downtown. Uh, now at the end of it, it sits out in Lincoln Park out uh, Gary Boulevard in San Francisco. But this was the first transcontinental highway that took you from coast to coast. And so many people have driven on this highway. It rolls through Pennsylvania, the rolling hills of western Pennsylvania, into Ohio, into Indiana, uh, all across. I, I mean, it's just such a beautiful ride. Two-lane highway most of the way. Uh, an unforgettable, I mean, I know you, you're going out west, you go from New York to San Francisco, you jump on Route 80, and Route 80 has replaced the Lincoln Highway in so many places. But the Lincoln Highway has the romance and has the, um, uh, you know, everybody <coughs> that drives, excuse me, <coughs> should take a trip on the Lincoln Highway, whether you drive the whole thing, a piece of it, or what, every spring they do a cross-country drive on the Lincoln Highway. And if it were not for the Lincoln Highway, we would not have the interstate system because it was a young Dwight D. Eisenhower who had to lead a, a, a convoy of military vehicles across the country. And while going across the country on the Lincoln Highway in the 30s, said, there's got to be a quicker way, a better way to get vehicles from one place to another in this country in time of a national emergency. And once uh, I went over to Germany and saw the Autobahn, he says, I got it. And in 1955, signed the legislation that created the Eisenhower Interstate Highway System. Yeah, a little bit of history for you. Uh, Many songs have been written about the uh, interstate, about um, the Lincoln Highway. Matter of fact, there's a great documentary uh, that's floating around on YouTube about the Lincoln Highway. It's uh, some great automotive history and how private money started this, but the concept of governments paying for roads was foreign. It hadn't really flourished yet. So um, this thing was privately funded in the beginning. And then uh, because Henry Ford was against governments paying for roads, he thought that that's something that should have been paid by the people that used the roads. We have a combination of that these days in gas tax and road tax and so on and so forth. But uh, there have been several songs written about the uh, Lincoln Highway. Uh, I think it's really um, something that uh, it's, it's a trip that really makes you feel like, uh, you know, like you're Jack Kerouac or like you're uh, one of the wandering minstrels, Jack Johnson, the the blues uh, singer, or um, uh, Woody Guthrie, who's out on the road uh, and and writing about what he sees. This is a song that was written about the Lincoln Highway. And why don't we listen to it now right here on uh, the Saturday morning cartoon on KKNW. There you go, the uh, Lincoln Highway. That's um, Bruce Danola, uh, I believe, is the name of the artist. Uh, Great song about the Lincoln Highway. Uh, I put it up there. I think you can see it on the screen. Uh, The Lincoln Highway, the Great American Road Trip. The Lincoln Highway, 
3,389 miles uh, opened on October 31st, 1913. And it is uh, basically, uh, it, it moves over to Route 50 in California, but Route 30 all along the way. Uh, there's markers on it, historic markers on it. And one of the the really cool things that I have participated in and saw on the Lincoln Highway uh, so many uh, years ago when I was back in Pittsburgh is they have this um, this uh, event called the World's Longest Garage Sale. And they do it through Pennsylvania and Ohio. I don't know how far west it stretches, but it's on a Saturday in June, I think. Yeah, I think it's a Saturday in June. And people get on that Lincoln Highway and they, they live on it. And they bring their stuff out front. They're drunk. And you can drive from Pennsylvania to Ohio, take you two days, and just just garage sales everywhere you go. And it's really, I, I thought, kind of a very cool um, event. I hadn't seen anything like it uh, driving along the Lincoln Highway. So there you go. That's our tribute this morning to uh, the Lincoln Highway. and. Uh, Again, uh, it's a. Uh, if you want to learn more about it, go on to YouTube. Just put in 100 years on the Lincoln Highway, and it was a great documentary done, I think, by Iowa Public Television. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's about 10 years old, but it'll definitely hip you up to uh, the Lincoln Highway, which is very different than Route 66. You know, Route 66 brought people to Southern California, uh, with hopes of being movie stars and, uh, you know, kind of everything like that, where the Lincoln Highway brought people out to the, um, I don't know, to the shipyards in San Francisco and to the more grittier Northern California towns around uh, San Francisco, Pinole and Richmond and places that industry was going for World War II. This is the way you went out on the Lincoln Highway to get to Northern California, get to where the work was. And uh, I think just a, a, a spectacular highway that not a lot of people know about and a lot of people should. So that's our little uh, tribute this morning to the Lincoln Highway. All right. What do you say we jump into uh, real quickly here? Our uh, Drive Time Radio Road Test. The Drive Time Radio Road Test. Every week, Vinny puts another car through its paces and lets you know the good, the bad, and the ugly. Well, this week we take a look at the Buick Invista. And if there's a car that I've driven this year that I've uh, been impressed with on one end and unimpressed with on the other end, it's the Buick Invista. This is, I think, for the money, a spectacular car. It has styling. It has, um, uh, it gets looks. It's a very contemporary looking car. It looks, uh, uh, you know, like a very sharp, stylish, beautiful car. The designers at GM uh, really won out on this thing and did a great uh, job on it in creating a car that's visually appealing as uh, and looks like a lot more money than you pay for it. It's a, And it rides well. It's not a fast car. It's nothing that's going to get you, uh, you know, into a race or anything like that, and you're going to get on the highway. But for those of you who are looking for a small SUV that costs are reasonable, not going to give you that killer car payment, uh, that has... Uh, some style to it, including, as you can see on the, if you're looking at it on uh, social media, if not, uh, the screen on the, uh, that the driver looks at for the uh, driver information and the infotainment set, the one long screen across makes the interior look um, clean and neat and not overcrowded. Uh, there's plenty of room in this thing to put just about anything you want in there. The great thing about the Invista also has got a flat floor in the back. So it really, um, when you sit three people in the back, 
they're, they're not doing the man spread in the back over the transmission hump. You know, they're, they're, they can kind of sit, you know, three people in the back. I mean, probably a little tight back there, but yet it's not like when you have that, uh, that hump in the middle. Listen, these coupe-like SUVs are where it's at right now. Two things that made me, that frustrated me about this car is I thought that even though the interior was good, it could have been a little better quality. Again, we were talking about interiors before, and when you look at the uh, the inside of this car, you say to yourself that there was room uh, for a little better higher-end materials in this car, and the fact that it's not a four-wheel drive or all-wheel drive. It's a front-wheel drive-only car. Uh, it's a three-cylinder, just 136 horsepower. I thought that this car deserved uh, a little bit more of an oomph to it because it is a car that a lot of people would uh, would, would like to uh, get into. Uh, and again, you can get into this car for a starting price of $25,000. It's an all-new uh, nameplate. And uh, the Avenir is the top model. That's twenty. Nine six ninety five, the sport touring that I drove twenty five one ninety five plus options. It really is, I in my opinion, I thought that twenty eight miles per gallon out of the engine, thirty two in the city, uh, the uh, it just performed really nice on that uh, on the, the memorial course that I take it on to test out all the cars. It handled well. Uh, it just left uh, me wanting a little more out of the car. But if you're looking at a good car that, uh, you know, 25000 bucks, where do you find that these days? This is a car you should be taking a look at, the Buick and Vista. All right, that's going to wrap it up for the radio portion. Go to social media. I got something I want to show you on social media, Drive Time Radio, uh, or you can go to our Facebook page at Drive Time Radio and television, or uh, Vinny Ricci, uh, NY Vinny, or on our YouTube channel at uh, Drive Time Radio, or Golden V Media. I'm going to premiere a little film that I did, and I just wanted to get, I've been working on this little series, and uh, came up with a film, and I'd like you to see it, and I'm going to show it to you on social media. For the rest of you, thank you so much for taking time with us. We will catch up with you next week if the Lord's willing and the creek don't rise. Have a good one.